Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for visiting Lifted Up Ministry. We are a 501c nonprofit faith-based organization. We serve the needs of the people in and around our community. Our vision is big and we are believing for a building to be established in our community where we can provide a closed closet, a mail room, and hot meals to the homeless on the street. How many of you know that um, one of the biggest problems that people have on the street is that they don't have a mailing address. In order to get assistance from the government, whether it be a telephone, food stamps, um, cash assistance, medical assistance, um, any of that stuff, disability, social security, you have to have a physical address. You can't do that when you're living on the street. So one of the things that we would like to do is to um, establish a building where the homeless people can come. They can have a hot meal in the soup kitchen style environment, um, have a little um, area where it's set up maybe like a store where they can go through clothing that they might need. Um, have food pantry where they can come and shop and pick up groceries that they can eat. Um, also offer water and showers and a sleeping area. Um, a lot of people aren't aware of it, but there are a lot of people on the street that they're limited on when and where they can take showers. Um, as it is, um, most places only offer the showers on certain days, some of them offer them for only a certain amount of time. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but when it's hot and I'm dirty and I'm sweaty, I like to cool off and take a shower and, and get all that stuff off of me, you know? And, and these are people walking around wearing the same clothes for days on end and have nowhere to sleep at night, nowhere to bathe at night, nowhere to cook at night. And, um, Unfortunately, when you're living on the street, there's a, a lot of scandalous people out there, you know, doing things they shouldn't be doing. And um, instead of helping one another, they're out there hurting each other, even, even in their homelessness. Um, sometimes it's drug related, sometimes it's alcohol related, sometimes it's just people doing things that are bad just because they can do it. Sometimes they do it out of desperation because they don't have something and they need it. You know, there's so many different reasons why people do the things they do. But one of the things that happens is because of those situations, a lot of homeless people don't get to sleep at night. They don't know who's going to be coming around the corner. They can't see them coming because it's nighttime. They're sleeping in, in a, under a tree, at a bus stop, on a corner. You know, maybe they find a little, you know, area behind a building. You know, that's not shelter. That's not security. That's not safety. And so a lot of people, you know, they find themselves staying up all night, struggling to keep their eyes open just to pre protect themselves and protect the few little belongings they have. So we would like to try and establish a building. We would like a community center so that we could provide an area where they can sleep in the daytime. Um, 
you know, while the facility is being operated and offer them a hot meal and a shower and clean clothes and some groceries and maybe even, you know, God willing, an area where they can just commune and watch TV for a little while, listen to some music, read some books, play some games. Well, they can feel like they're human, just like the rest of us. You know, we all need that. We all need companionship. We all need interaction. We all need um, hobbies and things to do. And when you're on the street, you don't have a whole lot to do except walk around, try to find a little shade, somewhere to sleep, something to eat, and um, hope and pray that somebody might give you a few bucks so you can probably get through the next week. Um, so, you know, it's it's a big vision. It's a vision that God put on us um, a while back, and it's one that we're striving for. Um, Things are moving at a very comfortable pace right now. And I'm thankful for it because this is all very new for us, um, at least for me. And I don't want to get too overwhelmed, but I'm already, I'm already running out of room here at the house. Um, I'm going to have to get a storage unit. And, um, you know, with the help of our, our supporters and our sponsors and partners, um, you know, maybe one day will be a warehouse um, attached to a building that we could do all of these things that we want to do. But um, just wanted to share a little bit about uh, our organization, what our heart is, and, um, you know, just ask for, you know, pray about it. You know, we, we believe in prayer. We believe that prayer can move mountains and, um, we believe that um, when people come together and pray together, that uh, miracles happen. So if uh, you can't support us financially, then we just ask that you pray for us, then you share um, the dialogue, you share our Facebook page, you share our website. Um, that way, maybe someone that you know, a family member or friend, a coworker, that may actually be in a position to help can help. Um, you know, sometimes we take for granted that even the simplest little action like that will make a difference. And um, a lot of people get overlooked because of that. Um, you know, there's a song that, um, that I like, it's called, um, Hold on one second. Do something. It's by Matthew West. And he talks about people um, in poverty, children in slavery, um, you know, how people will ask, you know, why doesn't somebody do something? And he goes on to say that God did do something. You know, we, we close our fists and we shake our hands up at God and we ask, why don't you do something? And God says, I did. I created you. And that's such an awesome thing, you know, because they say that we are the hands and the feet of God and they say that we are the salt of the earth. And we need to be the ones out there. When we see a need, we need to feel it. If we're in a position to do it, then we should do it, even if it takes a little bit away from ours, because 
we're okay. We're in a better place. We're in a better situation. We may have jobs. We may have an income coming in from something. We definitely have roofs over our head and foods in our refrigerators and cabinets. And some of us even have overflow in the garage and second refrigerators. And, you know, it's very sad when you drive by somebody and you see how many people are ignoring them. And not all of them are drug addicts. Not all of them are alcoholics. Some of them are just victims of circumstances. Um, look at the current situation that we're in. We are in a pandemic. People aren't working. They're not getting paychecks. And most people already live one paycheck to paycheck as it is. So imagine all of a sudden you're already struggling. You're working week to week to make ends meet. And now you have a pandemic. Your job tells you you can't come to work. You have to stay home. They're furloughing, they're firing, they're laying off, whatever they want to call it. You have to collect unemployment, but you don't know when or if you're going to get it. And now you may have a couple hundred bucks in the bank. If you're lucky and you do it right, you have three months worth of bills and rent in the bank. But under these type of circumstances, when you have a lot of people at home that aren't usually home, on a regular basis, those needs increase. And so that money that you might've put away isn't going to last very long. And um, any one of us at any time could be in that very same situation, standing on a corner, holding a sign, asking somebody for help. And it's already, you know, and, and, and I'll agree there are some that they do it for a living but I find that a lot of them don't. A lot of them are just in a really bad place, trying to find a glimmer of hope and um, waiting for the opportunities to open for them to take so that they can get into housing and um, get off the street. And anytime we hear a story like that, it just warms our heart, you know? Um, I get a little emotional, I'm sorry. One of our volunteers took a picture the other day of a man in a wheelchair with no legs. He has no help. And, um, he soils himself and he has to wait for somebody to come and clean him up. And um, we often see him slumped over in his wheelchair driving around um, at a bus stop or at a gas station, at a convenience store. You know, and um, it's heartbreaking to see something like that, you know? Um, I talked to a girl last week. Uh, she was a new girl to come out to our outreach on Saturday morning. And um, I heard a sad story about her. She, um, I don't know the timeline, but I was told that she had been raped by several guys 
and then thrown out on a sidewalk in front of a couple of the homeless guys that we help. And, um, you know, that happens a lot. And that's very sad. And what's sadder is they feel so hopeless and they feel like I could call the police, but they're not going to do nothing. I don't even know who my attackers were. Or they'll say, well, you know, you brought it upon yourself because, you know, you were hitching a ride or, you know, you were hooking or whatever, right? Well, you know what? When you're on the street, you do what you have to do to try and survive. Sometimes that means you have to put yourself out there sexually exploiting yourself. Sometimes it means that you have to um, find a way to get through the day. And... Um, a lot of people that are fortunate to go through life without having to deal with those kind of struggles because they've never experienced it. They don't know what it's like to be there or to um, have to go through that. That same girl, she needed clothes. She needed shoes. Her shoes were too small. Her toes were swollen and red. Um, she told me she hadn't eaten in three days. And that's one that I don't, that I hear more often than I care to. When somebody comes up to you and they thank you from the bottom of their heart, some of them tearing up at a hot meal that we're providing, telling us thank you for being here, for giving us hope and for doing what you do. And telling us how they haven't eaten in days and asking for more. And sometimes we only bring enough to serve you know, a certain amount of people, and we have to ask them to wait until everyone has come and gone before we can give them anything that may be left. They do. They wait. They wait. The other thing that is very moving is when you're driving down the road and you hand a bag to somebody standing on a street corner begging and they take that bag and they go running to a little barrier behind the barrier or over to a tree or up against a wall or something. And they open up that bag and they just rip into those that food and start eating right away. And you know, they're really hungry. They're really hungry. And I don't know if any of you have ever been really hungry, but that is not a good feeling. You know, a lot of people say that very lightly sometimes i'm hungry i'm starving you know no no you're not you're not you're blessed you have food in your stomach you you know i hate to ask for money i do but i think of things like um i drive by starbucks and i see a line 20 cars deep and people paying five bucks for a cup of coffee. And they do that on a daily basis. You know, you multiply that seven times a week, that's $35 a week, that's $70 every two weeks, $140 every single month. That's over $1,500 a year to drink a cup of coffee. And, um, you know, I saw, I saw where Facebook was losing 
some tremendous amount of money because of the um, the sponsors pulling their advertising. And it made me sick to my stomach when I saw that number because it's like, how many people you could help, how many lives you could save, how many families you could house with that kind of money. And, um, you know, I've always said, you know, I see people win the lottery and, and um, I, you know, I, I find myself like I'm sure a lot of people find themselves at times saying, man, why them? Why not me? And I've always said, if I ever won the lottery, I would make sure my mom had a place to live that was decent. I would make sure my children were set up so they wouldn't have to do anything, um, struggle you know, struggle through life, that they would have something to fall back on. I would make sure that um, my father was taken care of, my grandbabies were taken care of. I might set a little bit aside to um, just, you know, enjoy it a little bit. But my real joy would come from taking that money and helping as many people as I possibly could with it. And I, you know, I, I grew up with very little and I had to fight for everything that I ever had. And um, I, I have a lot more today than I've ever had. And that's not very much. But I am grateful for everything that I do have physically, materially, financially, spiritually, emotionally. I, I try to evaluate all of those areas and more in my life. And I try to give as much as I can when I'm able, because I know that I have a lot more than a lot of people. And um, one thing that I wanted to do a long time ago was take my children to the Dominican Republic when my father had cancer, I went with him to the Dominican Republic and to see the way they lived and see how humble and how happy they were with so minimal. No electricity, no running water. They got running water and, and electricity three times a day controlled by the government. Sun would go down, there's no street lights and all you see is candlelit tables. Um, porches and kids playing kickball in the street with flashlights tied to their heads. And um, such gentle spirits, loving people that cared about one another. And it didn't matter that they that they didn't have windows on their door on their houses and it didn't matter that they didn't have hot running water. It didn't matter that they didn't have TV or radio or any of that stuff because they had themselves they had each other and they had God. And my wish is that people in general would open up their eyes, look around them and have a heart for those that are doing worse than themselves and that they would have compassion and that they would reach out and help someone when they are in a position to do so. So I'm going to end with that. Um, 
Sorry, I got emotional. <laughs> uh, you'll find that that's a normal thing for me. And um, when I start to share my feelings, sometimes I get that way. So I just want to thank you for joining us today. And um, I hope that you come back. I'm excited to see um, how this uh, podcast grows. Um, it'll be a mixture of different things. Um There'll be devotionals. There might be some worship music. Um, might just be a moment where I'm sharing some thoughts, maybe some concerns, um, maybe something inspirational. Um, you know, we'll keep it interesting, try and keep you engaged. And at some point, I may even share some of my testimonies um, to um, encourage and, and give hope to those who think that their lives are over because of some of the situations that they're in. I'd like to take this time right now to um, just say um, thank you to our sponsors, our monthly partners, our prayer warriors, and um, all of our listeners. Um, thank you and God bless you.